Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Game Dev Unchained. I am your co-host, Brandon Pham, and later you're going to hear Larry Charles conduct an interview. In this episode, we're going to continue our GDC coverage, and there's going to be two parts to this episode. First up will be Adventure Academy, where we interview Kevin and Alex. Second part will be about Falcon Age, where we interview Ika. This is going to be a shorter than normal episode, clocking in around 30 minutes. But we promise we're going to make it up to you tomorrow or later in the week with a special episode about a big event that we're planning. So without further ado, let's get into it. Yeah, so this is an MMO uh, that uh, is an educational product first, and it's for uh, elementary and middle school kids. It has thousands of educational activities which kind of reveal themselves in this virtual world through a set of quests that uh, kids are given as part of their MMO experience. Uh, I have worked on uh, several MMOs in the past. I used to run a company called Turbine, uh, which makes uh, some really big MMOs like Lord of the Rings Online and Dungeons and Dragons Online, uh, and also built some mobile MMOs as well uh, there. Uh, before Turbine, I was actually Glue Mobile, uh, which is, a, of course, a mobile uh, game company. Yeah, so I um, I joined the team to specifically focus on the MMO aspects. Um, I was at Blizzard, worked I was one of the original creators of World of Warcraft. Oh, man. Um, I need uh, my life back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll score up at the end. I uh, was one of the founders of Carbine, created Wildstar, uh, worked at Tryon on Defiance, so a lot of MMO experience. I used to be a school teacher. Uh, so uh, years ago, I taught elementary school, then got into creating educational technology products. Um, and really excited to bring uh, all of that expertise. Our team together has got uh, hundreds of years of collective experience. We've worked with tens of thousands of kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that shows up in Adventure Academy and the quality of the content that we've built in for kids. How successful do you guys feel like you've been so far on the mission of bringing MMO gameplay to the educational space? You know, because that's a tall order if you really think about it. A lot of people will have expectations of, oh, but it has to be fun. And we just sat here and played it, and I actually wasn't even playing but had fun. So I would definitely say that, like, you're hitting the nail on the head. But you don't know that ahead of time. So, like, how do you guys feel reflecting back on what you've been able to achieve so far? Yeah, I'd say um, it was a very ambitious project. Uh, We've been working over three years. We've had hundreds of developers. We hired lots of experts with people like Kevin, uh, who brings an incredible, rich background in building successful, fun MMOs. Um, And also, we've leveraged a lot of the experience and learning from ABC Mouse, Mm -hmm. because that product, while not an MMO, certainly had elements of entertaining kids, uh, younger kids, of course, but entertaining them, engaging them, and uh, teaching them in an effective manner, right? Which is all things that we brought to this product. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and there was, I mean, there's additional challenges. This is a cross-platform MMO, so it runs on uh, mobile, on tablets, uh, as well as PC. So uh, having a very small install, uh, streaming data, those are kind of new challenges for me that I hadn't tackled before. Uh, and then you couple that that we're an educational application and we have all this curriculum that we, you know, that's new to me too. So, you know, obviously having a curriculum team to work with, um, yeah, it's been a good experience. Now, we've been totally uncompromising on both sides on the engagement of the game mm-hmm. and on the quality of the curriculum. Uh, to make a game like this really, really work to accomplish what we want to accomplish, you got to nail both of those things. So uh, we make sure that the curriculum is the right stuff for kids to learn. It's presented accurately. Uh, it's engaging. We test it all with kids, and they seem to be really into it. And then our our, our tech team led by these guys make sure that the, the game itself is is what, what's going to draw them in and keep them there. I guess uh, one of the natural progression, seeing like with the, the iPad, iPhone years ago, coming up with its a- applications for educational, but like little tidbits, right? And what we're seeing today is like seeing a culmination of all that finally. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a father myself, and so whenever I drop him off at a public school, it's kind of like leaving it the chance. So is, is this kind of in response to what's going on in the United States to give more choice for educational platforms? That's a great question. So we know that too many kids are struggling. We know that uh, by the time kids hit the fourth grade, well over half in this country aren't proficient in reading and aren't proficient in math. And our company's mission is to is to help fix that. Uh, and this is, you, you just hit it right on the head. That's what this thing is about. That's what Adventure Academy is going to do for kids. And I think we're off to the right start with it. So yeah, we think of it as a supplemental learning experience. It'll help to grab what kids are doing in their school life and then let them pursue the things that they need to pursue based on their interest, based on their need, uh, and really get them where they need to go. Do you feel that uh, someday it could be like a homeschooling tool to completely replace it? I know right now it's like small steps to supplementary. Sure. But at in some point, do you think it's possible? Well, we're definitely, we definitely feel like we're going to have the breadth of content okay. to give kids what they need, the, the variety of interaction types, uh, opportunities to work socially with kids. That's one of the things I'm most excited about in MMO is that kids can learn socially together. We know that they make better progress when they're working with their peers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we'll see where time takes us, but we definitely have the foundation to do a lot of great things. And we have thousands of beta players in the game today and are just amazed at how engaged they are, how much they're learning, and how uh, they're interacting in the product. It's really exciting to see. So I, as a non-parent, but somebody who's very analytical in regards to how I spend my money and the results I would like to see, as the potential parent, like, do I get some sort of like progress report or any sort of feedback on my child's performance or some sort of, you know, collection of like, hey, your kid is like excelling in these areas. Here are the many games that they failed a couple times. Maybe you should sit or put some focus into this. If I'm spending the money, I guess, how do I know for sure? Like if I'm at work, but my child has used this for three hours, I can see like there's been some progression in my child's learning. Yeah. 
but we collect everything that kids are doing. We know where they are. We know how well they've done different kinds of activities. Uh, we know what they're pursuing, so we can find out uh, if we want to kind of redirect them to focus on other areas. We'll have that information. The roadmap is out there for us to build out we, a robust dashboard dashboard for parents to see uh, tools that they can eventually bring to their school and talk, you know help communication with parents. All that data is collected, so we're really excited about the features that we can build out to help communicate that. Okay. So stuff coming up down the pipe. Well, we do have we do have a parent section that you'll be able to access uh, and see the progress that kids are making. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, one of the MMO aspects of it is being able to uh, talk to everyone socially, meet everyone, your friends, and build that list up. Um, what would be the next step after that? Um, VR is kind of a big thing. I know you guys are not looking at that. But what is the in-between interaction that is beyond uh, Facebook or Twitter integration or anything like that? Well, I mean, we think that uh, the, the features that we currently have in this product that allow for social learning mm-hmm. uh, is, a, is sort of a really important next step because it's not just uh, you know really impressive interactive game in this virtual world with lots of activities, but it's also doing it with other kids right. and surrounded by other kids. And we think that's a really kind of critical piece of the success of the product. Yeah, so we have clubhouses and clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, and within those we'll have club uh, achievement systems we call them badges so encourage group learning and group achievement unlocks get rewards um, and so uh, you know all of the features we're looking for is uh, we're looking towards multiplayer and more interact so and because this is a game as a service we're continually monitoring you know what the kids are doing and what they're what they like doing and then we're you know directing future content towards that mm-hmm. I would like to ask them, um, obviously something that we have is a problem in regular MMOs, you have toxicity, bringing that we're making this environment supposed to be safe for kids. Uh, again, future parent, how do I know that like, hey, you know, this kid over here isn't like trash potty mouth or just saying things that they shouldn't know how to say at eight, nine years old like they do on Xbox Live? Is there anything that we have, you know, to kind of safeguard my child's experience, I guess, in, in yeah. the world? Yeah, so the uh, product is COPA compliant, of course. Uh, and. We also have monitoring going on. Uh, we have full-time staff monitoring the interactions in the game. Uh, and also, uh, as a parent, during sign-up, you'll be able to decide what level of interaction to have on the chat. And you can literally turn it off if you're uncomfortable with any any of that chat communication going on. As a matter of fact, you have to opt in to a level of chat before you can even start the game. So the parents have to... Uh, proactively choose uh, how much uh, access they wanted to give their kids to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, is this covering K to twelve? What grades are uh, specifically aimed with this software? Yep. Uh, at launch, we'll have content that ranges from first grade level mm-hmm. up through fifth grade level, and we're going yes. to continue to go up from there. Uh, and really important to know that it's the content we're talking about, mm-hmm. so kids can work on that content no matter where they are. They can work on stuff that is targeted for concepts that are for older kids or for younger kids uh, based on their ability. That's really what we care about is making things engaging for kids wherever they are. And I guess what about global accessibility? Um, Obviously, online platform, you know, I could be hanging out with people from Uganda or Switzerland or Japan. Are there any sort of, I guess, communication tools that help us bridge the language barrier? 
we have not uh, we have not built uh, any okay. tools, and right now the. Uh, as you point out, the game will be accessible mm -hmm. uh, globally, but it is really a U.S.-based okay. product, gotcha. U.S.-based curriculum. Understood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess the uh, slow build would be um, what you guys shown us focusing on reading and math, obviously. So, are there ideas to add science and all these other curriculums? Actually, we go stuff. yeah, we go way past reading and okay. math. Now we obviously do a lot with reading and math because we know those are critical areas. But yeah. there's some fantastic science content in there across life science, physical science, art science, uh, history, social studies, world cultures, geography. We've got content in there for all of that now, okay. and a long roadmap that's going to keep that content growing out. I know what I'll be doing for for quite a while. <laughs> sure. Well, I know there's probably a lot of people who are on our podcast unfamiliar with like pay subscription type stuff. I mean, there's a lot of game developers, but we will be showing this to parents of children as well. So is there any way that they can, if they have missed the beta or, you know, don't know about the beta, can they try the product for free and then sign up later? Or when you go to the site, will it be like, hey, contribute a year? Uh, your subscription fee and then you'll be a member. So is there a try before you buy outside of the beta plan? Yeah, we'll have uh, we'll have a month free okay. uh, for the subscription. Standard, so right? yeah, so just like okay. ABC Mouse, you'll be able to try the product out Perfect. before signing up. Um, and then uh, if you sign up for a year, the cost will be just about over seven dollars. Which for a year is essentially the cost of one tutoring session. Yeah, so we, we okay. think it's a pretty good uh, offering. And it's important for us to, to uh, incent kids to sign parents to sign up for that full year mm -hmm. because the point is to get them learning. And, yeah. you know, it takes some time and we want them to stick around. Yeah. We've seen that from ABC Mouse that the kids who stick around longer uh, show some fantastic growth. And with, with Adventure Academy, we expect it to be the same thing. So that's, that's why we want to make the price something that. That's really manageable. And do you guys have a like a suggested play session time where we say it's you know thirty minutes a day, an hour a day? I guess where you feel would be responsible, but also beneficial. We can be really flexible on that. We love to see kids in 15, 20 minutes a day. Uh, but, you know, there's a balance that we need to strike. Uh, we know that this isn't the only thing kids are doing, but we think it'll be the most beneficial screen time that they're going to spend. Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to we're going to learn and we're going to support as we go. Okay. One last question for me. Um, obviously, kids are playing games like Fortnite, you know, big trendy games that they see commercials or their other friends talking about. And, you know, this might be a little bit of a more challenging question, but I guess, do you have, like, an attack plan for, like, yes, we're also a game, though, so we will be competing against screen time, against non-educational games, or just purely education or purely entertainment-based games. So what's your strategy of, like, making a flag and staking the ground and saying, hey, come play us, you're going to learn, but you're also going to have fun. Uh, what's your attack plan for, you know, just dealing with, like, hey, that's brain wasters. Like, come actually thrive and grow, you know, entertain yourself while being educated. We expect kids will play Fortnite, they will play other games uh, as well, but we think we've made this such a compelling experience. Mm -hmm. uh, the MMO elements, the social elements, and the fun activities and the mini games, uh, there's so much to offer here that we think it's going to speak for itself. People will want to stay there. Are there cosmetic additions to this being MMO and stuff? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we're looking at a lot of the contemporary systems in modern games and taking Fortnite. Shortly after uh, after launch, we have a daily challenge uh, system that comes online that is heavily, uh, we have an emote system, so uh, the cool emotes, the outfits, 
uh, items for your for your house. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're planning on um, seasonal content. Mm-hmm. You know everything that you'd expect. Um, you know from modern day game. It, high item uh, item progression always showing this is a social environment kids need to show off what they've what they've earned and so uh, yes we're always creating new items what about high scores and uh, rare achievements like vanity things where like it's not necessarily I'm wearing anything but I've earned something that is very difficult or very hard to do or I had the best time or the highest score how about that so a couple different things uh, we have leaderboards are scheduled for again shortly after okay. launch but at launch uh, we so we have a max level set at level 30 mm-hmm. uh, that unlocks the honor society and the honor society shop it's a hidden shop you know, behind the uh, in the library uh, and the really cool items are are earned in there, uh, and you earn honor, honor tokens by com- basically completing levels post max level, mm-hmm. right? And so some of those showing off those uh, those items, people are definitely like, where did you get that? And it already happens in the game, like, where did you get that cool hat? And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, I got this quest or whatever. Uh, and so, and then obviously uh, later on, we're adding new zones, new quests. We're constantly adding content. We'll eventually bump up the max level uh, and continually be adding new items. Well, that pretty much wraps it up for us. I mean, uh, this is your time where we hand over the mic. Anything that you want to say to our audience, anything that you want to promote, obviously, shout out. Uh, this is your time. Great. Well, look, thanks for the chat. I really appreciate talking with you guys and you coming to spend time with us and, and um, taking time with the game. We think we've built something really exciting, really innovative, really new. Uh, that not only is it going to be really entertaining for kids, but also is going to provide real value so that uh, the time spent in this product, in this game, will make them better prepared as uh, into their educational career and, and um, better people in life. Yeah, I have a seven-year-old, and he's the perfect age for starting Adventure Academy, and so I've already been putting him in front of it. And he's really enjoying it. He's learning. Even my 12-year-old daughter has seen some stuff. She's like, I didn't know that or I forgot that already, right? And then, and then obviously the cosmetics and the, the customizable avatar stuff. So, um, you know, if it's any indication that my kids are enjoying it, I, I think that a lot of other kids will enjoy it too. Yeah. I want people to know about Adventure Academy and the, the group that, that I work with back in the office. Uh, and and how excited they are about it. I mean, these are educators. Uh, educators are a species of people who care so deeply about kids. And uh, Age of Learning is the right organization to have brought them together uh, with great talent like these guys. Uh, but you need both of those things in order to accomplish what we're, we've set up to accomplish with the Venture Academy. And I think we've done it. And I think parents will see it. I think kids will love it. Uh, and I think, you know, not too far down the road, we're going to see uh, the kinds of outcomes that we're really after with this. I just couldn't be more excited. Awesome. Yeah. Right, thank you guys it. so much. Thank this you. Been great. Cool. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by Quixel.com. Make sure to go over there if you want to have photogrammetry assets and textures of the highest quality. If you're a small team or independent developer, you will need this tool to match up to the best. So don't waste any time. Go over to Quixel.com and use Mega Scans. You can use our code GDU10 to get 10% off for the first year. If you want to look better than the competition, look no further than Mega Scans. Epic thinks it's cool. Check out its latest demo at the Epic GDC press conference, Rebirth, to see what we're talking about. Again, it's GDU10. Make sure to enter that code at checkout to get your discount for the first year.
right, guys. Larry here on behalf of Game Devs Unchained. This is Eka. How you doing? All right. And we're going to be checking out the game Falcon Age. It's going to be coming out pretty soon, but let's see what he's got. I actually saw the trailer. I looked a little bit behind the scenes, and I'm really excited to see what this relationship with the Falcon is all about coming out on PSVR. So that's even better for me because I love VR. Yeah, it's actually, well, we have two versions. So we have the VR version and non-VR. So oh, you see that? Non-VR right now. So, yeah. All right. So walk me through. What do we got here? Okay. So this is a demo. Uh, we start, you play the role of Ara. She comes from a long line of Falcon Hunters. Uh, the Falcons have kind of died off in this planet. She's been thrown in a colonizer prison. The colonizers have been there for generations. Okay. And this is this takes over right after you escape okay. with the hope of your, help of your auntie. Okay. So we're going to start. And you don't mind that I'm just like... No, it's I'm fine. <laughs> Whatever works for you. We haven't done this in like television and broadcasting in so yeah. long. But yeah. yeah, so uh, that's your auntie there. We'll go talk to her for a bit. But let's... Uh, let me turn this up a little bit. Oh, do you want me to turn it off? No, please, okay. Yeah. And, you know, again, I'll be editing this myself. So okay. if ever there's a mistake or anything, just yeah. to be like, all right, stop. I've messed up. Can we go back two seconds? Oh, yeah, no problem. Totally. We're not going to make anybody look bad. So this, this game is about raising a falcon. So the first, first thing we do is uh, we whistle for the falcon. Okay. And there she is. So this is the, the adult version. Okay. Um, yeah, I remember I, in the trailer I saw a much smaller bird, and then it just transitioned. I was like, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So uh, in the course of the game, you start with a baby bird, and I'm going to show you what that looks like. Okay. So that's where you start. It's like a skin, or is that? Uh, so in the, in the course of the story, it's a, it's a single-player, four- to six-hour experience, okay. very narrative-driven. Sure. Um, in the course of the story, the, adult, the baby bird you bond with grows into an adult bird. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, we give you a hat so you can go back and forth. Gotcha. Yeah. So we have stuff oh, like this. Yeah. yeah. So, there, you know, if you're seeing like uh, yeah, chickens, yeah. <laughs> chicken neck or headlock, yeah. we, you know, we, in VR, you do that with your hand and, yeah, yeah. and, and, and the, without non-VR, you can do it with the DualShock here. Um, so there, <laughs> so there's a dedicated pet button, Falcon button. So you can so do I all this. Say, yeah. I'm one of those players that will yeah. spend a good 15 minutes just doing this yeah. kind of stuff. Like, no, no. Uh, we've been pleasantly surprised. That's what people just wanted to do. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about more about that, too, is how it affected our game design. Um, so the bird also has some cosmetic hats you can put on, too. So a lot of this stuff is cosmetic, but uh, the way the game is laid out, uh, in this case, we have a stealth helmet. So when you get into more combat-heavy areas, uh, there's, like, anti-air turrets that'll shoot at your bird. Yeah. So putting this on will make it a little easier. Okay. Yeah, so the way, you know, she'll, she'll fly around. Uh, you don't have to tell her where, where to go. She she just hovers above you. And then if you want her to go fetch something, um, you have a bird pointer. Okay. Yeah. And she'll fly in. And... It's like Kratos, boy. Yeah, exactly. It's your, it's, your, it's your flying boy. It's, it's a she, so it's a, oh, I guess it's, it's your girl. Sure, sure. <laughs> okay. So she brought me a red pepper. Um, so in the game, you, you, the way the falcon levels up is through recipes and food. So you'll find some of these recipe cards in the, in the world. So it's like... Yeah, so rabbit meat and a couple peppers. peppers. Yeah, and when you have enough, you come to this cooker that looks just like my rice cooker at home hey. for some reason. Uh, <laughs> and then you throw stuff in, and it'll, it'll, it'll magically uh, make food for you just like in Breath of the Wild. So inspiration is all around us, literally, is, is what we're saying here. <laughs> yeah. So we'll talk to your auntie for a bit. I won't go through the whole conversation. Okay. Yeah, so... Um, me and my writers, uh, Meg and, and Kaz, we really wanted to show off like a, a an Asian auntie in a game, which we, we haven't really seen too many of. She'll make you feel guilty about your life choices. So uh, she's really tough. <laughs> 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 so 
So she helped you escape, and then so yeah. we're, we're gonna just run through this real quick. So, but there's a little bit of that in my culture too. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I have a, a good African friend, and he was like, "Oh yeah, no, auntie's a big deal in our culture too." I can relate. Yeah. yeah. So she comes from a long line of falcon hunters, and like I said, she's, they've died off. But you've learned a little bit growing up with her. Um, she's she's raised you. So. We learn learn more about your parents, and then through the course of the game. So, uh, so this is a there's a conversation system, and so she's talking about the colonizers being there. Oh wow! So, look at that. Yeah. So in uh, we have this whole sort of uh, cylinder system for conversation, and, and in VR you you essentially yeah you just rotate your wrist like doorknob. So and obviously you know with branching dialogues, I'm assuming you guys have a ton of dialogue strings that you had to write and yeah yeah oh man yeah yeah a lot of writing. You have a good management process for that. We do. I mean, it's a lot of uh, you know. It's, we use a thing called Ink. Okay. Um, yeah, there's a game called 80 Days that my, my writer Meg worked on before. And, okay. and that was like hundreds of thousands yeah. of lines. Oh, she's like, oh, Yeah. <laughs> this is about 20,000 lines. Okay. We're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20,000 words. Um, and, and we localize that too for little different languages. So, so yeah, I'll, we'll talk about that. So, uh, Ara has a uh, medium to short range weapon, okay. which is this baton that she got off one of the colonizers when she escaped. And the colonizers are all, all robots. Okay. Yeah, in this case. I was going to ask because I did see the trailer coming up leading into this, and I was like, oh, man, they look pretty menacing. Yeah, so the idea is if, if British colonization never stopped and what it looked like in the, in the future, it was sort of this, and gotcha. uh, essentially it would be, be automated, and uh, they'd send, instead of humans, they'd send these drones and robots. So, yeah. Yeah, I grew up uh, in Sri Lanka, which okay. was a British colony for 150 okay. years, so yeah. it's sort of inspired from you know, going up there. Yeah. A little twist on past events. Yeah, and also, you know, we see a lot of games from the colonizer perspective. Yeah. Like, you know, it's usually a stranger in a strange land. You know, it's from the other perspective. So we wanted to see what it would be like from the colonized. Yeah. So we get you in with a cute bird, but we're, we're, we're talking about a lot of anti-colonialism. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go off and do some hunting. Let's change into a what's a good hunting attire. You know what? Let's do, let's do a hat. That's good. Sheriff hat. Oh, yeah. come on, man. It's too much. Maybe monocle. Uh, and is this DLC is this stuff that I earned. Oh yeah, stuff you earned. Yeah, and she has we have, she has a bunch of toys she plays with too. Which one is your favorite of all the little trinkets and things that I? Oh, it's something it's we haven't shown off yet. Okay, so okay. yeah. As in, can't show it off, or no one has asked you to show it off. Oh no, no, we haven't shown. I, I, I don't want to. We don't want to give everything away. Okay, for, okay, you okay. know, we want you to experience for the first time sure, too. Sure, sure. So we're just gonna run down here. Pretty yeah, she's she yeah she, she'll she'll fly off and if she gets bored she'll go hunting and but she's always around you. Now does she have an attitude ever if you keep saying give me this give me that give me this no, give me that? So we we you know it's always a balance when you're trying to do uh, AI and pets and what and player feedback. So there's a rabbit we're gonna have her tell to go hunt that. Sorry, rabbit. Got him. Oh. You can do the little leg kick. Yeah. Oh, There's a rabbit shaped meat. Nice. So that's good for my uh, uh, recipe. recipe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So let's see what's in here. So there's my baton, so I can use it to break things down. And there has a whip, which I can do that. Nice. And the whip is good for getting stuff from medium range. And where the falcon is good for stuff, you know, long range. 
So how difficult was it programming the AI and the animations, getting everything to work so that the eagle or the falcon felt just right? Because yeah. she seems like such a lively character. It is a lively character, and, and good thing there's YouTube and there's uh, tons of reference for. I mean, our our, our bird isn't a, a real, exactly a real falcon. Um, we we took inspiration from different birds of prey, so it's a bit of falcon, bit of golden eagle, which are huge. Uh, and hawks, and uh, I, I live in Washington State, and there's a uh, falconers there, so we spent some time with the actual falconer, and um, yeah, no, she brought out her red tail hawk, which weighs about a pound. They're really light because they they fly so fast. Um, and then we had her sit down and play through the game. They, she loved it. So yeah, we talked to her about uh, falconry and other things. And one of the things she mentioned is, uh, you know, when falcons kill. Uh, their prey, they mantle, they kind of stay over that. And so we put that in the game um, and, and they have bells too. So we, we uh, talked to a real falconry, a bell maker to get the right bell sounds so you can hear where they are. So this is more of the combat area as we get in here. Let's see. So when the drones see you, um, they'll set off alarm. So we're going to use the falcon to uh, knock them out of the sky. And then... Stupid melee him. So it's a you're co-oping with your AI buddy, right? So she'll knock him out of the sky. You'll finish him off. Get rid of these spiders. Well, I gotta ask. We're going into combat areas, and I already have a loving, trusting friend. Yes. Is it possible that I lose her due to mistakes, or I send you'll her into something? As I'll show you a little bit here. Well, so there's this anti-air turrets. So I'm gonna call her back. I saw feathers. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's oh! I just my, I timed out. I'll, I'll be right back, right back in. No worries. Yeah. Sorry about that. I forgot to turn the timer off. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I got all the time in the world. This video, I'll, I'll give you this video too. So. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Well, what was your favorite part about designing this experience? Like, were you happy when you finally saw it come to fruition? The first time you played with her in VR, you know, yeah. seeing the animations, I guess. Where was your first, like, yes, this is really a thing. It's not a paper document anymore. I'm right. so proud. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the inspiration for the mechanics of it came from a YouTube video of a golden eagle attacking a mountain goat off the side of a cliff. Oh, it, right. They're scary. <laughs> so we were like, oh, that's interesting. So I did a bunch of research on falconry, and the first time we just had a rough version of the game. Um, the first time we whistled for the bird yeah. and she just, you know, just did this. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I think so, we have something. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get on here. And all the, item, the items that you can give to her work on both stages, baby and. Yes. Adult, so we made sure to make sure it, we made sure that that works on uh, both adult and baby. There's different animations. So for example, like if for the sketchbook, the baby will do a little chicken scrawl, but the adult will actually paint yeah. <laughs> better. <laughs> Anybody's hiring character artists that are falcons, so we got one right here. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things uh, came out of, like I said, the, we changed our design based on um, play tests and feedback. Um, one of the things we saw at PAX when we first showed this off was that uh, people just want to play with the bird. So we put in two game modes. Okay. One is a story game mode with all the combat and everything, and in the imprint mode, we turn off the enemy AI so they can't see you. Mm -hmm. So you can run around, you can attack them, but they will not attack you. Okay. Like so, free. yeah. It's a nice little like playground. Exactly. So I gotta ask about the art style because I'm super impressed with like this kind of art style. You yeah. got detail, but you got super like Crayola style colorized. Yeah. Like you get very like each screenshot is like main color. You know, yes. like this very purple. I'm, I'm very, big on that. Yeah, I'm big on, like good like a stylized artist sort of yeah. my my. my 
preference. So when we were doing this, we were like trying to figure out, you know, what would be a good thing. So there's, oh, she's no. hurt. Yeah, look at that. So we have to pull the needles out of her. So her, that's her health bar. She won't ever die in the yeah. game, but she will get hurt. But, and then. That's heartbreaking. And then part of the petting her is also heals her. Yeah. And then they'll get about half health. And then you have uh, Falcon snacks when you make Falcon snacks. That'll heal her more. So. Let's take care of this. Very trusting. She is. You sent me to near death. <laughs> if if she was on your hand and if one of the spiders attacked you, attacked me, she would take care of that too, oh, real so quickly. Cool. So we're entering um, uh, a refinery area. So if you look on this map, this is where we are right here. Oh, yeah. Well, now that you show me the map, and I can see how big the world is. How long did it take to create all this? Uh, we're about a year and a half. A little over a year and a half in, so yeah, yeah. It's not a huge game, but if you played a game like a Firewatch, it's that, that scale where you can walk around everywhere. Uh, the, the world, where, you know, it's completely connected. And there's areas like Minefield where you can't get to until okay. you find the right equipment for your bird. Sure. So, uh, so uh, someone in town, this town's down here, will uh, will make a falconry uh, sonar equipment for your bird. Okay. Now she becomes a, a minesweeper essentially. So, oh, nice. yeah. So if you try to go there without it, you just. Yeah, uh, we res- reset you. Yeah. So we have these uh, water fountains. Uh, there's one up there that that's where you reset, where you can heal the falcon. But if you die, you end up resetting back there. And what was like the biggest lesson that you learned in you know bringing this game to complete fruition? Maybe something that if you were doing a part two, yeah. you might do differently. Or yeah, so we we touch on a lot of a lot of systems. You know, the there's when you make a game, there's tons of different ways you can go about it so the it's not exactly a falcon simulator right i mean she has health and you know she gets she doesn't get really tired that often um but she'll she'll get her so we kind of we kind of simplified some of the systems to make it work for this kind of game we touched on that then we have uh farming (laughs) for to make snacks sort of uh, reclaiming and and uh regrowing the world is a big part of sort of our, our theme so once you take over this refinery You'll have some resistance members start uh, setting up a farm. Oh, right. So we, we 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 thought that was important, and it's a, we and that's a small part of it. And then the snacks add different buffs, like in Zelda, okay. so like stealth yep. and defense and things like that. Yep. So we touch on a bunch of systems. Yep. If we were to, you know, let's say we did a part two, I would like to like expand those and. Yep. And, and see how, how where it would end up. So. I'm really looking forward to playing this game. I love the, like, hey, this is a unique experience, about four and a half, five hours. Yeah. Jump in there, get out of your life, play something completely different than other games on the market right now, and really enjoy the video game medium, you know? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. man, tons of, like, Battle Royale, tons of, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. shooters, yeah. tons of sports. Like, every year we get another iteration. I always look forward to things that are like, Larry, you haven't played anything like this. Really enjoy yourself. Be in a fantastic world and take some time away from being Larry the game designer and be, you know, uh, what was your main character's name again? Ara. Ara. I get to be Ara. Like, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, so in this case, you know, she'll she'll keep the, the sentry busy while... I finish it off. So there's, you know, we try to encourage co-opness with your bird, right? So. How's the replayability, would you say? Uh, you're saying, like, you know, once I've played the story, yeah. where do I get my enjoyment? If I wanted to try it again, is there opportunities for me to, like, advance how well I combine, like, my bird abilities with my own abilities? Or I'm getting new equipment, like New Game Plus? Like, I guess, what's uh, replayability like? It's, I mean, there's a lot of Easter eggs and hidden things in, in, in side missions that you might not go through the first time around. Okay. So there's certainly that. Uh I mean, what I like when I like uh, the kind of games I like designing is like you get to experience the full game. So it's not a huge amount of replayability. But if you want to show it off or play around with the Falcon and do all the side missions, there's only that. But yeah. 
Uh, last question for me. Was there any major, like, one game that was like, you know what, there was a really big influence moment where they showed me something that I wanted to do better than or I wanted to try to achieve similar, you know, like um, it could be anything. And that's not me yeah, saying yeah. talk crap about another game. But no, like, no, I mean, um, so uh, certainly like la- things like Last Guardian and, and Breath of the Wild are oh, big Last influences. Guardian, yeah. Right. Um, I, I just like the idea of having <laughs> like the idea of having a, a pet as a main mechanic, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think I've seen too recently or too often. Um, and anything Miyazaki and Ghibli done um, thematically, like, uh, you know, humans versus uh, machines or man versus nature kind of things. I, I'm always fascinated with uh, themes. So. Last question for me for the audience, because they're dying to know by this point, when can they get their hands on it? Very soon. We're going to announce the day very soon and it'll be out very soon. Okay. No worries. No worries. Well, at least what website can I send them to, to check up on this? Uh, FalconH.com. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. All right. Thank you. So thanks for listening to our podcast. I hope that you're a subscriber, but if you aren't, please feel free to follow us on any of the major podcast platforms, especially iTunes or Spotify. You can find show notes and more resources available to help you become a successful game developer. Just go on over to our website, www.gamedevunchained.com. If you're interested in keeping the conversation going, then definitely come check us out in Discord where we chat in real time for After Show Tuesdays to discuss episodes and Feedback Fridays where we share screenshots on the projects that we're currently working on. If you go over to Patreon.com, you can support our podcast financially. And if you do so, you get access to Life Unchained, our on-the-pulse, unfiltered game dev gossip content that we make exclusively for our Patreon supporters. And as usual, you can keep in touch and follow our happenings on Facebook and Twitter. That's Game Dev Unchained, the podcast.